Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. So good to be in church today. Who's excited to be in church? You've come out in force, well done. Got a lot of new faces, got a lot of people who haven't been here for a while. Some are still coming back that we're here for the wonder that came on Christmas Eve, so a huge welcome back. Are you ready to receive God's Word? I'm excited. We actually start a fast on the 15th and um, we need to hear from God this year, don't we? We need to start the year with faith, with expectation. There's something about fasting, whether it's fasting a meal or fasting um, social media or fasting, some of you do the Daniel fast, whatever it is you're gonna deprive yourself of in order to pray more and get God's attention, it really makes a difference. Say, God, I wanna draw closer to you, but also together as a church family where two or three agree it shall be done, the Bible says. So it's a good way to start our year. So that starts a week tomorrow we'll start our prayer and fasting together as a church. So have you got good expectation for 2023? Welcome online. I hope you're ready for God to speak to you today. God will always speak through His Word if our hearts are open to listen. Because Isaiah 55, 11 says, His Word will not return void. It will always, always accomplish what it is purpose. And my desire is, that this Word will speak from God's heart through my heart to your heart, that Rachel get out of the way and it'll go direct to your heart. It's such a privilege to be on the platform and thankful to Pastors John and Chantel and a privilege to speak into your lives. But are you ready for God to speak to you? Are you gonna open your heart today? I wonder if you can put your hand on your heart because that's where all of our issues come from. And it's also, if we're gonna change, it needs to start in our hearts. So are you ready? Lord Jesus, I thank You for every individual from the youngest to the oldest. Lord, our youth, dear William, who's 89. Lord, whether we've been coming for years or whether we are visiting today, or whether we've come back, that you would speak to our hearts because your word is living and powerful. It changes our hearts. Lord, it helps us to separate what's going on in our hearts, soul and spirit. And so Lord, I pray you'd speak to our hearts, strengthen our hearts, build us up, draw us closer to you. May we go out of here full of faith for all that is to come in 2023, in Jesus' Name. And a loud faith-filled church, you already said amen. Say one more amen as you sit down. Amen, tell someone, get ready for God to speak to you. Get ready, come on, be expectant. That's it. I wonder what your expectation is for 2023. I asked some friends this week, actually um, non-church friends, I wanted to hear what they're saying because there's so much worry and fear out there. And uh, a friend that actually came to The Wonder this year, she doesn't regularly come to church, and she replied when I asked her this question, she said, actually, I don't mean to be negative, but I'm not expecting much other than heartache. Through people in my family being poorly, through money, it's a constant battle, which leads to arguments and heated debates. I'm worried about what life is going to bring to our children and what what worry the government will give us all this year. 
That was her expectation for 23. I, I went into a cafe on my way to pick up my daughter Mercy from school. She was doing a mock exam and I thought she needs a little treat. She likes a chocolate brownie. So I was paying for the brownie and I said to the lady that I've, I've talked to every now and again, I said, hey, what's your expectation for 2023? I've been asking some people. Some are positive, some are a bit negative. She goes, well, I'm positive. She said, there's so much negativity around us. I've decided to, yeah, it's going to be a good year. And I said, that's great. What do you base your positivity on? And she paused and thought and said, well, I've got a, quite a positive my personality, I guess. I hadn't really thought about it. But she says, there's times when I have bad days. And there's times when we all have bad days. And there's times whether we've got a good personality, we've all got great personalities, by the way, but some of us are more positive than others. But we've got to have more to base our lives on than our circumstances, than the government, than the news, or how good our personality is. We need something a little bit more grounded, a little bit more definite. And I know some of you have a word for the year. Some of our staff, some of our team, I've, the last 10 years, I've picked a word that defines my year. And I find it actually helps me be more intentional. And the last three years specific, last year it was fulfillment. And it's been a fulfilling year of achieving some of the dreams that remind my heart. The year before was extraordinary. And the year before that was fulfilling and no, was um, life-giving. And this year I was, I was walking over to see my mum. I was walking from my house to have a coffee and I was praying along the way. Because some of you have already written all your goals and all of that, but I, I I'd still kind of wasn't there. I was in busyness, you know, busyness around Christmas time. And I was saying, God, give me my word for this year. And I started thinking, because I'm normally a very positive person. But I found over the last couple of years, probably because problems as you get older seem to come faster, and my thought life has become less positive, and therefore my declaration and my words have become less positive. And there's a great, great phrase, actually, I think that Craig Grishel said, our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. I realize I've got to arrest this because us Brits, we're confident at speaking negatively about ourselves <laughs> and about others, aren't we? But we're not so confident about speaking positive. Like if you wake up in the morning and you feel terrible, you'll t usually tell a few people. But if you wake up feeling on top of the world, you're not going to go and tell everyone you're on top of the world. And sometimes we can become, well, maybe some of you do, we can become like our environment. And online this morning, I wonder how you're feeling. I wonder what's happened at the start of the year to cause you to think, or maybe you've already got your word and you're full of faith. But I felt, and I want to share it with you this morning as I was walking to my mum's, my word this year is declaration. Declaration. Because the words that we speak need to be words that are in line with God's word. Because when we speak what he speaks, it will always fulfill his purpose and his plan for our lives. So who's ready for God to speak to them? Now, I wonder if you can stand up again because we're gonna read some scripture and we always stand in honour of God's word when we read the scripture. And I wonder if you can read these out loud with me. If you're not used to being in our church, you can join in. 
And it's just declaring what is in God's word and it'll come up on the screen. So Proverbs 18, 21 says, ready? Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Psalm 92, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Romans 10, the word, God's message in Christ is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis and object of faith which we declare. Joel 3 says, let the weak say, I am strong. Mark 11, Jesus said this, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. May God add the blessing to his word as you get ready to receive. You can take your seats. So these scriptures that you just powerfully declared are telling us that our words are important. And your declarations actually make a way for God to partner with you and see miracles happen. His miraculous power is unleashed through what we say. Proverbs 18, 21, as we just said, death and life in the power of the tongue Those who love it will eat its fruit. See, fruit is something that develops over a period of time, isn't it? It starts as a seed, it forms a root, and then it matures day after day, month after month, season after season. You see, our words, we can't just blab it and grab it one off and say, oh, it didn't work. It needs to be consistent day in and day out Declaring, when you get ready in the morning, speaking words of life over yourself. It says, Psalm 92, verse 2, it is good to give thanks, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Psychologists tell us that morning and night is the most vulnerable time for us as human beings. We're more likely to feel fear, anxiety, or depression morning and night. I spoke to a pastor friend of mine this week, called her to wish her happy birthday. And she said, Rachel, I woke up this morning because I've got a surgery coming up and I was gripped by fear. And I had to go over to a friend's house to pray for me and she was feeling so much better, but she was sharing that moment. Even pastors, even the strongest of us, the strongest of hearts can have moments where fear can creep in. At morning and night, can I encourage you to declare, declare God's goodness. Romans 10 says it starts with your mouth. The word is near you in your mouth, on your lips, and then it drops into your heart. It becomes a conviction. It becomes a reality. Joel Osteen is probably one of the most positive faith-filled preachers. He said, don't use your words to describe the situation. Use your words to change the situation. 
Mark 11, and Jesus brilliantly said this when he was teaching his disciples how to pray. And he was encouraging them to speak to the mountain, speak to the problem, speak to the situation, declare that you have out loud what you are praying for. Don't talk about your mountain. Talk to your mountain. Some of you are sitting here today and you're saying, yeah, Rach, that's all well and good for you. You're positive. I'm not, you don't know what's going on in my life. Can I encourage you? Actually let you into a little insight into the Morstan family. Because I've been thinking back over this year and there's times when my declaration has been positive, but there are a number of times when it actually hasn't. And we were going on holiday last year in April. My daughter Melody that was up here leading worship, she'd finally come back from Australia. It's the first holiday we'd had together in two and a half years. We were all excited. We were on day four of our holiday. And I had this expect, we all had different expectations. And I had this expectation that I wanted it to be the perfect holiday. You know, we talked at the Wonder about the perfect Christmas. Is any, are there any mums or any people like me, when you're paying money for a holiday and you're having family time, you want it to be great, don't you? You want it to be perfect. Anyway, we're standing in line at a theme park. Now, one girl, Mercy, wants to go on one ride. Melody wants to go on another ride. Steve hates to be in long queues. In fact, a little bit of airport Steve might have popped out. He was showing his impatience. And probably to be honest, I by then was quite tired. A book by the pool sounded pretty good to me. And they were all kind of at it to each other and, and we were all getting on each other's nerves and something was rising in me and I'd suddenly I'd had enough. And I'm ashamed to say the ugly Rachel came out, the little drama queen. And I turned around with tears of anger in my eyes and I let them have it. I mean, I really gave it to them. <laughs> like one of them, they were impatient. The other one was selfish and needed to appreciate what they had. It's all about her. And it, Steve just needed to look a bit more interested and engaged in the holiday. And I will not forget the look on their faces. And they kind of mumbled some kind of apology and the rest of the day just wasn't great. It was average. And I remember getting home back to where we were staying and they were, they were getting ready to go out for dinner later and I sat down and I had a cup of tea and I like, God, I didn't actually say, God, I need you to speak to me. I just opened my daily Bible reading. I'd read a little bit that morning, but we'd rushed out and I was reading the Bible in a year. Now, can you guess what my reading was for that day in Proverbs? And I opened this up, Proverbs 14.1. It says, every wise woman encourages and builds up her family. <laughs> A foolish woman will tear it down with her actions or her words. I felt suitably slapped across the wrist. I'd already felt a bit uncomfortable and yuck, but I really thought I, I let the side down today. And I started to, I, I kind of gave it to God and then I started to write down some things that I loved about each of my family. I listed their qualities, their personalities, what I loved. And that night at dinner, I apologized for my outburst and I shared with them what I loved about them. And it changed the atmosphere. They started saying nice things about their mum too, which was really good. <laughs> but it actually made a difference to the entire trip because death and life are in the power of our words and you'll eat the fruit. Now that wasn't death or life. 
It's a silly situation, but it's lots of little choices along the way, in the morning, at night, our declarations, and we will eat the fruit. I wonder what fruit is growing in your life, in your family, in your marriage. So I've got three things to share with you. First of all, your declarations frame your future. Are you ready to take some notes, ready for God to impart something that's practical that's gonna help you this year? Your declarations frame your future. What you say every day makes a difference, actually shapes the direction of your future and your family. It's not just about reading God's word, it's about speaking his word. And I'm sure we all want a fruitful year, don't we? We all want a fruitful year. And in order to see the fruit in our lives, we need to see the fruit of our lips. And we need to start with blessing ourselves. So the Psalmist David was good at this, Psalm 23. So he, 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 he's very honest about how he feels many times in the Psalms, but he knows how to encourage himself. And Psalm 23, the well-known shepherd's Psalm, and verse six says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Another word for goodness is his favor. We need to declare every day your goodness. And this is God's word. It's not just a good idea. His favor, his goodness, his blessing will follow us all the days of our life. And then we need to start speaking out what he's called us to. We are the most fulfilled when we are fulfilling our purpose. What you were put on this earth for, when you're in your sweet spot, when you're using your natural gifts, whatever that is, to help others, when you're making a difference. And Jesus, right before he did any miracles on this earth, he knew what his purpose was. And he knew that he was a fulfillment of prophecy. And right at the beginning in Luke 4, he stands up in the temple and he makes this declaration. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. These, was, uh, these were amazing declarations because he was saying to the Jewish community that he was the Messiah before any of these miracles had taken place. And he was just the carpenter's son. He was Joseph's son. And yet he knew what he was on this earth for and he boldly declared his purpose. We need to boldly declare our purpose. I remember seeing Watoto perform. You know the Watoto kids from Uganda? Some of you would have seen them and they're orphan kids and they sing and then they get up and they share a little thought or a testimony. And I remember watching a few years back, seeing them say, I'm going to be the next Ugandan president or I'm gonna be a lawyer or I'm gonna be a doctor or like make these declarations of purpose. And I remember sitting there thinking, wow, they've come from an orphaned, underprivileged background and they can boldly say what they want to do. And I'm having a difficult time boldly saying I'm a minister of the gospel and I preach God's word. I'm worried about what people think. Why do we do that? We need to speak out and declare what God has called you to do and fulfill his purpose for your life because that enables others to fulfill purpose for theirs. And sometimes we've got to call those things out even before they come to pass. Romans 4.17 says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not, that don't exist as though they did. So what are you believing for for your business this year? What are you believing for for your family? 
What have you longed for in those dreams that haven't come to pass yet? The Bible says, speak, call forth those things that are not as if they are and expect for them to happen. Years ago, I heard a message by Pastor Craig Grishel. He speaks a lot on declarations. And I felt the need back then to write these declarations down on my phone and I still have them in my alarm every morning in my calendar. And I'm reminded, and I, can I share some of them with you? Now I've shared, they're quite personal, I've shared them with, with some friends here and there, but I felt to share, pick out some of them to share with you today. These are some of the things I say. I love, live, and I'm dependent on God's word, inspiring others to do the same. I'm an encouraging, loving wife to my husband, Steve, and our lives and priorities are defined by our passion to love and serve Jesus and fulfill his call. Now there's some days where I definitely don't feel like that and I'm not very encouraging to Steve, but I make these declarations. I'm a great mum to my girls. And there's times when I don't feel like that, but I say it confidently, giving input to their lives with a commitment to nurture their dreams and calling. We will always connect heart to heart my children will be taught of the Lord and great will be their peace. They will act with godly wisdom. I wake up with purpose and direction and meaning every day of my life. I have a strong and healthy back with energy to do all I'm called to do. I'm called to preach God's word with power and personal application in our church and beyond. And I encourage and coach pastors and leaders. I'm joy-filled and I carry a positive life-giving confession. I bring an atmosphere of faith to those around me. I'm passionately pursuing my dreams and calling and I'm passionate about helping others realize and achieve theirs. I'm confident that the good work he started in me, he is faithful to complete. I can do all things through my God who strengthens me. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. His grace is sufficient. His strength is perfected in my weakness. That's just some of what I declare. I don't say it every single day, but most days I will declare this. And do you know what? There's many times what I declare I'm not doing or I'm not feeling but it's not an overnight name and claim. It starts as a seed, it grows to a root, and it matures, and it's day after day after day. And can I tell you, I'm eating the fruit of those words. I'm seeing the fruit of that in our lives. Pastor John at Heart for the House this year gave us all these, remember? I declare by faith, and I've been saying these every day, I love them. I love that our senior pastors are so faith-filled, and they're things like, I will see every unsettled area of my life settled, and a scripture that goes with it. I will be strong in mind, body, and soul. I will lead someone closer to Jesus. There's some great declarations of faith, dig it out again. I think we have it on our social media as well, and, and get these into your life. And what is amazing is day in and day out, morning and night, season by season, you will see the fruit of your word. So first of all, your declaration frames your future. Secondly, your declaration fights your fears. It's one thing to declare positive things over our future, but what about when those giants come? What about when the big obstacles come our way? And it can cause fear in the strongest of hearts. Most of you will be familiar with the incredible story of David and Goliath. It's a well-loved Bible story, and I love it because it's packed full of declaration. You see, you've got the enemy who's the nine-foot iron-clad giant who's taunting the people of God morning 
and night with his intimidation. He's defying the living God. He's defying the armies. And something in David, who's just a little shepherd boy, rises up. Like, how dare this uncircumcised Philistine defy the armies of the living God? And he lets the giant have it. And he is strong and bold in his declaration. So he comes out in his little shepherd's tunic and his sling. And the, the battle is won right there with his words. See, his declaration paves the way for a miracle. His declaration faces that fear. And he says to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the hosts of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and I'll take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth and all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel, then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hands. What a declaration. What a declaration. And then he goes out with his sling, and he kills that giant, and he gets hold of his own sword, the giant's sword, cuts off his head and silences those words forever. And then young David, see, he was anointed. He'd framed and declared over his future, but he hadn't yet become king. That declaration unleashes his destiny, and he becomes king. And actually, the lineage of the, the covenant that God made with David right the way through till Jesus was born. And so what is your fears? What are the things the enemy will taunt you with morning and night? For me, often it's my fear of, as I get older, fear for... My parents and their health, fear for my children that they make the right decisions, fear for not fulfilling the call of God, fear for finances, fear for diagnoses. There's so many things and you'll have your own voices, that fears that come, come against you, but then something needs to rise up within us and say, how dare you attack me? I am a child of the living God and greater is he that's in me. I will not be overcome by fear. When I hear fear, I'm going to fight fear with the word of God and I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to raise my voice. So uh, one of the scriptures that I declare and started declaring this year, it's actually my daughter's favorite verse. My daughter, Mercy, it says, Proverbs 31, 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise. She is clothed, and I say that to the men as well. You have strength, you have integrity, you have ability. You're gonna make wise decisions and we can laugh without fear of the future. This is how we fight our battles. This word is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is, in fact, Steve and I, we played this, didn't we, in the car on New Year's Eve when we got the news about your, your sister and your mum. We played this song in the car. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battle. We fight those battles with the word of God. So first of all, your declarations frame your future. Secondly, your declarations fight your fears. And thirdly, your declaration fuels your faith. 
See, we need faith for the future and we need faith to overcome our fears, but we need faith for those miracles and to see changes, those little things and the big things as we step out into 2023. And I love that the Old Testament, I talked about David, but the New Testament, Jesus often reached out and healed people that stepped out and rose above and that declared. And, and he would often say, according to your faith, be it unto you, like the woman with the issue of blood. That those that reached out got Jesus' attention. And there's one in particular I wanna zoom on. There's so many, zoom into. And this is Bartimaeus. And he was blind and he's mentioned often in the scriptures and the fact that he was named is significant. And I love that this man declared Jesus' name over his circumstance. So there's, if you can picture it, there's a massive crowd. Jesus is on his way in his final descent into Jerusalem. It's a week before he's to go to the cross. The streets are lined in those days with beggars. And they, they wear cloaks that the government issue them to legitimize their begging. It becomes their trade, it becomes their livelihood, it becomes their source, their dependence. And so it's, it's normal for them to be shouting out for alms. And Jesus is walking through and this man hears that Jesus is coming past. And in Mark chapter 10, Verse 41, he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, he began to, that was there and he began to cry out and he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the others warned him, shh, be quiet. And he cried out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still in his tracks, turned round commanded him to be brought. And they said, be of good cheer, he's calling you. And he threw aside his garment. Could have got trampled on and lost in the crowd. He knew they didn't need that anymore. That God was gonna heal him, that Jesus was gonna be a source. And he went up to Jesus and Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And Jesus is asking you today, speak it out. What do you want me to do for you? He hears you in the crowd. He hears your voice. He sees your predicament. And the blind man says to him, oh, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. There's something about this power of declaration. He says, Jesus. He knew who Jesus was. He says, son of David, which meant that he knew that he was the Messiah. He was the fulfillment of prophecy that would come from the lineage of David. You know what? If young David had not declared to that giant, he would never have become king, which meant Bartimaeus would never have declared Jesus, son of David. See, our declarations affect generations to come. It affects the purpose of God to be outworked in our lives, but in other people's lives. And the crowd are saying, no, 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 no. There's so many people shouting, don't. And, but in the middle of it all, he persists and he shouts even louder. What are the voices that are maybe holding you back from believing for your miracle? from being vocal about what you need Jesus to do for you. Sometimes they're external voices, well-meaning people. Sometimes it can even be family. Sometimes it can be those trying to pull us down. Sometimes it's internal voices of guilt. I've already talked about fear, failure, shame, 
past trauma. It hasn't happened before. And these voices can get in our heads and can prevent us from moving forwards. Can I encourage you? Shout even louder. Shout the name of Jesus. Be honest with God. Ask for his help and he will declare over you, your faith has healed you. In August last year, I've battled with, with problems with my back for many years. And in August, it, it, it went and I could hardly move. I was in so much pain with bulging discs. And I remember at the time, these voices came into my head. Rachel, you're never going to fulfill the call of God. This is going to keep coming back. As you get older, it's going to get worse. And you haven't got enough faith to believe for this. And, and all of these negative things. And I'd be in church and I'd put on a brave face. And I'd sit for a while and then I'd have to go out because I couldn't sit for long. And then i worry about what people think. And I had to say no to a wedding. I had to say no to a 40th birthday. And I had to, and then some friends had offered to fly us over to a large conference in America. And, and I thought I was going to have to say no to that. But I knew that I needed to be there. I felt like it was an appointment with God and that I needed it. I didn't know how I was going to get there. Anyway, it's quite a long story short. They, they worked it out so that they booked me on a flight that had empty seats towards the back of the aircraft and I was able to lie across the seats. I got there relatively intact, but I was still kind of hobbling and she invited me, our host where we were staying with, to come to her ladies' Bible study the next day. Now, can I encourage you to in the power of agreeing together and someone praying for for you. Because I got, and if the team could come up, we're going to sing, I just speak the name of Jesus. And we're going to pray for some of you and give you an opportunity to receive prayer in a moment. Because I came into this house and I met them and, you know, these are influential, godly women. And, I'm, and there's about 30 of them and I'm trying to be on my best behavior. I've just met them. And I say, look, I'm, I'm, I've got a bad back. I won't be able to sit for long. And as the Bible study starts, they, they um, introduce me and they say, just say hello. And so I introduce myself and I start to cry and I said look I'm really honest I've come all this way because I need God to heal me and I believe God is going to speak to me at this conference and I need prayer for my back and right there and then they stopped the Bible study and they all gathered around me and they spoke the name of Jesus and when you're giving out all the time it's quite overwhelming to receive that and I cried even more, and I was embarrassed, but I didn't care because they were speaking Jesus. Sometimes you can speak the name of Jesus yourself, but sometimes you need other people to agree with you and speak the name of Jesus for you and with you. And they spoke Jesus over my family, over Steve. They asked his name over our future, over our ministry. And I left there feeling free. And the very next day I woke up, I felt better as the day went on. The next day I woke and I was able to do my walk and pray without any pain. I realized I hadn't taken my anti-inflammatory painkillers. I was able to go through that whole conference and able to be fine and to sit in the services. And when I got back home, I saw my physio the next day and she said, Rachel, what have you done? She couldn't believe the difference. And you know what? I had to throw away that blanket, that comfort, and I had to make a statement that I'd had prayer and I believed I was healed. And I made that statement to our staff. I declare I'm healed because it's one thing to believe for healing. It's another thing to outwork it. Because in your mind, you think, what if it comes back? I'm going to look stupid. 
But I started making that declaration because by His stripes I am healed. And every day I'm walking in that declaration. What He's done for me, He can do for you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Can we stand together? And I'm gonna believe for healing and for breakthrough. And I know we've had prayer requests. There's some of you here, there's someone that came in. There's two of you that have come in and you've had a diagnosis this week and it doesn't look good at all. I wanna encourage you to come forward with your loved ones. Whatever it is that you have been calling on to God for, I want you to be like David. I want you to step out of your seats and come forward. Our team are gonna be ready to pray for you. I want you to say, I know without a doubt the one who holds the future because some of you have been lying in bed at night and you're worried about the future. And some of you are concerned for parents or for children. You're concerned about your business. A lot of you are worried about those bills that are gonna come through this month. But we're gonna speak the name of Jesus. You need to be like blind Bartimaeus and step out and step out. Maybe grab the hold of, hand of someone beside you, Kate, and say, come on, let's go together. Let's believe Jesus together. So right now, who's believing? Who's believing Jesus for a miracle this year? You need breakthrough, there's so many of you. If you've raised your hand, step forwards. If you're standing beside someone who's raised their hand, hold their hand and say, come on, I'm walking with you. I'm stepping out to the one who holds the future, to the one who's able to partner with you in your declaration this morning and believe in faith for miracles. Come on, there's so many more. Let's make room at the front. Our team have come. They're ready. They're prayed up, ready to partner with you. Some of our group leaders, our prayer team, if you can start praying and we're gonna sing this song. And if you're still in your seat, if you're online, let's declare the name of Jesus together over every problem, let's sing. The presence of God is so powerfully here. So powerfully here, keep praying. There's mums that have cried out to God. There's a mother, there's probably a few, and you've cried out to God, He's heard your cry. He's heard your cry before you call, He's answering. He's already setting into motion the miracle. Line upon line, precept upon precept, day upon day, report upon report, He's gonna fulfill that which is in your heart in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name, He's with you. He's for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For every person that is concerned about their future, Jeremiah 29, 11, God declares over your future. You shall not have fear and harm. The future I declare over you is hope. Hope and a future of hope, declares the Lord. It's gonna be a good future, a blessed future. Trust Him, young person. Trust Him with your future. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to declare this blessing over. Stay here for a moment. Over you online, over you in the congregation, and down at the front. This is a blessing that was declared over the people of God as they moved into the promised land. I want to speak it over you. Are you ready to receive? God's declarative word over you. If you want to, you can raise your hands to receive it or you can put your hand on your heart. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. 
Because you obey the voice of the Lord God, blessed you shall be in the city. Blessed you shall be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your grounds and your increase of herds. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouse and all that you set your hand to do. He will bless you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself. You keep His commands. You walk in His ways. All the people of the earth will see that you are called by God. The Lord will open unto you His good treasure. The heavens will rain on your land in its season to bless the work of your hands. You shall lend to marry many and you will not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will be above and not beneath. And you will serve the Lord and heed His commandments and do all that He's put within you to accomplish. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing together. Sing together, Jesus. Sir, this man standing right here, you've got both hands raised. God is already answering your prayer. His hand is on your life and you're able to step out in what He's put in your heart. He's already gone before you. He's already opened doors that no man can shut. So you step out in boldness and strength and confidence, knowing He's with you every step of the way. In Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name. I saw you standing there just then and there's something you've cried unto God for and you can't see for the life of you how it's gonna work out. He is working it together for good. Romans 8, 28 says, all things work together for good and you are called of God. And he wants to say that, I have called you. What's your name? Natasha. Natasha, I have called you. And you do love Him. And He's drawing you closer to Himself and He's working it all. Seems complicated. He's working it all together for good. Be encouraged, He's with you. He will not leave you. And Joseph, the amazing Joseph, who was Rudolph, I saw you down here earlier. And Joseph, God's hand is on your life to speak truth. You're a speaker of truth. The Bible talks about speaking of, of, of truth like a, like a, like a, a, a weapon. As the, the Bible of God, the Word of God is a weapon, but you will speak God's Word and you will speak truth that will change circumstances. I can't see where you are. But there's something in you that is a man of God that is rising with strength and integrity and truth. You're gonna be a speaker of truth that will divide what is going on, joint soul and marrow that I talked about at the beginning, the discerning of the heart, what's going on, and you will know what to speak and you will have wisdom. Can you just raise your hand? Let's just reach out towards Joseph. I thank you, Lord, your hand is on Joseph. I thank you that he's gonna be a speaker of truth to all mankind. He's gonna be a history maker. I thank you, Lord, you've anointed him to do so much. He's so creative, he's so talented, but I thank you, God, he's gonna declare your word. Whoever's around, he's gonna declare your word and be a speaker of truth. I thank you for your anointing on him, starting in his own life and those around him. And it's gonna produce great fruit, and great harvest and those things that you are looking for and longing for in Jesus' Name. And just lastly, 
most importantly, there are many of you in this room that haven't yet said yes to Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour. Some of you may be at the front already. Some of you have come and you're visiting with friends. Some of you have, have, maybe you once knew Jesus and you've walked away and you know this is your time at the start of the year. I've got to get my life right with God because He's the one who holds the future. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know the one who holds our future and it's sure and it's steadfast. And you might say, I don't know if I understand it all. The most important thing is He understands you and He loves you regardless of what your background has been and what's brought you to this day. Today, He's reaching out arms of love and He's saying, come to me. He wants to give you forgiveness of sin meaning and purpose for your life, an incredible hope for your future on earth, but hope beyond the grave. The Bible says, what we, when we choose our own way, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. And I wanna give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, whether you're here for the first time or whether you've been coming for a while and you've never made that declaration, a bold declaration. And in a moment, we are all gonna make a bold declaration of coming to Jesus together. And I wanna know who I'm gonna include in this declaration. So could I ask that every head be bowed, every eye closed? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth, if we declare with our mouth and believe in our heart, we shall be saved. He wants to remove fear. He's reaching out to you with love. He wants to forgive and He wants to give you hope and purpose. And if that's you for the first time or whether you're coming back into right relationship with your God, for the youngest to the oldest, can you slip your hand up after three and we're gonna make this declaration prayer all together. After three, I wanna know who I'm including. One, two, three. Just shoot your hand up quickly, that's it. That's it, so many of you here, 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 here. Further at the back, over here. There's so many of you. I can't really see who's further back, but if you put your, there's quite a few at the front. If you put your hand up, maybe you'd like to step out and join these at the front. If you stood beside someone who put their hand up, can you encourage them to be courageous and join these others at the front? And we're gonna pray this prayer together and step out like blind Bartimaeus did and step out of your seat. Can we encourage those? That's it, you step out, come on. That's it, you come forward. We're waiting for you. You put your hand up in Jesus' name. If you've come forward or you're in your seat and you're already down here, let's say this prayer together. Maybe put your hand on your heart and say it with every fiber of your being. And one of our team hopefully would have seen you raise your hand and they'll come and stand with you and encourage you. If you stood beside someone, you're still in the congregation and encourage you to maybe grab someone's hand pray with them and online join with us. Let's say these words together after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank You for dying for me to forgive me of all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and live for You all the days of my life, in Jesus' Name, Amen, Amen. Again, can we applaud those that have made that prayer, that declaration of faith. God has seen you, He's heard you. We 
we'd love to give you a Bible. We've got some Bibles around the front, so if you guys want to just step in now and give someone a Bible, we'd, we've got a little card. We would love to um, get your, your, your contacts so we can be with you and encourage you because we're not meant to do this Christian life alone. We need each other. So maybe if you didn't come forward, someone will be waving one of these Bible on your way out. Just say, hey, I prayed that prayer. I would love to grab one of these. And online, maybe just pop something on the chat or you can download version. And I'm so thankful to God that at the start of this year, we're gonna make a declaration that He frames our future. He helps us to fight every fear and He fuels our faith. We've got it, you can do it. He's with you, He's for you, in Jesus' Name. Can we do one more big shout of Jesus in just a moment? I know these guys, actually, Joseph is gonna come and encourage us with our giving. And as he does, can we just do one more shout to Jesus? One more shout. And if you're still filling out forms, that's great. If not, maybe pop to the lounge at the end. Are you ready? I'm gonna shout the name of Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus! 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 Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connect to faith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope to see you again soon. God bless.